What is poppin' boys and girls? We are back with another Meeting of Minds podcast with yours truly, Johnny Marciano. This week's guest with over 40 years in the game, Alain Vinet. Talented Montreal artist that DJs, produces, has his own label, has worked with Cirque du Soleil for over 11 years. Magic man, we call him. Check out his stuff. Check out the interview. Enjoy the ride, and I'll see you on the other side. With over 40 years in the game, Alain Vinet has come a long way. Arriving in Montreal in the early 90s, he began a night called Squeeze, a huge house event with over 2,500 people at Metropolis. Then, in 1998, he was part of the founding crew of the infamous Stereo Nightclub in Montreal with his then-partner DJ Mark Anthony and good friend Angel Morez. From there, this talented artist went playing the famous parties for Guy La Liberté, and fast forward to 2005, he became the musical director for Cirque du Soleil for 11 years. Following this, he started his own label, Mouvement Music, and is now back to his first true love, DJing. Let's welcome Alain Vinet. Hello, everyone. Hello, we are live. What's happening, brother? Oh, a lot is happening. <laughs> that's what I like to hear, and that's what we want to hear. But before you get into what's happening right now, where did it all start for you? Oh, it's, uh, it started in 1978 in my local town of Beauharnois, Quebec. Amazing. In the, in the local roller rink. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like 12 years old, and uh, Sunday I show up there to go to go skate, and on Sunday there's no DJ, and there's like a... The, the owner plays cassettes. <laughs> so, you know, we're tired of the music stopping. And so I tell the owner, show me how to work the cassette. I'll just flip it over when yeah. it's over. And and so you won't have to yeah. worry about it, you know. So I do that. And then people see I go in the booth. So they come and ask me for a request. <laughs> so <laughs> I go back to see the bus. <laughs> hey, show me how to work the ten tables. I'll just play the request and then I'll put the tape back. Right. So he shows me how to play the records, and I do that, and and then I, I, I liked it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I was a, a regular at that roller rink, so and I was actually a ring guard for a while. So uh, after a little while, the other DJs started bringing me under their wings and showing me the ropes, yeah. and I learned how to mix, and uh, I did this for three years. And what, when you, at that point, what was your style of music? What were oh, you? I was playing disco, 78. Uh, yeah. Disco, a little bit of rock, you know. Uh, of course, you're in the, in the region, so in Bois yeah, Noir, there's always a little bit of rock in there. Uh, but mostly disco, and I, I really love disco compared to everybody else. Uh, yeah. Everybody was listening to rock back of then. Course. And me, I was already in the disco. I loved the stuff. I was a big fan of Rabbi Wimet at Limelight, which yes. I, I always, yeah. If you wanted to look for new music coming from New York and stuff yeah. like that, Rabbi was an inspiration to pretty much all DJs in, uh, in Montreal and in Quebec. We just had Nicola on the show, not too. Yeah, and he mentioned Rabbi exa- too. Yeah, so the, the heads, the, <laughs> yeah, they really Rabbi, know what's up. And he's up. such a sweet guy too, you know. Uh, I love Rabbi. He's a great guy. He's an incredible encyclopedia of music. It's, it's incredible the knowledge this guy has. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy. And so fast forwarding from that, that was back in 78. Yeah. Did you continue DJing? Well, that s- place burned down. 
Uh, I was okay. like 15. Yeah. And then one of the DJs I used to work there had a mobile, uh. which he rented out at, in the basement of uh, Brasserie. I don't know if you... Out, yeah. You know, one of those... Like a bar kind of... Uh, well, yeah, but they have chansonnier, you know, like the French... With bands. With bands. Okay. Yeah. And in the basement, there was a little bar. So he had his mobile there, but he didn't have records. So, so the exchange was... I would play on Friday if I left him my vinyls because I bought vinyl oh, with my, right. my money. Uh, all my money went to vinyl. Right. You know, so uh, that's how I started in my first bar at 15. Wow. Yeah, and then, you know, from uh, small bars to small bars and then local disco and uh, the, the big local discos uh, in, in Mercier, Chardegay, and then in Valleyfield. And then... Um, Valleyfield, I was at Club Pamelou for six years, from 1986 to 92. And after ups and downs, ups and downs, there was a down, and when that happened, the salary go down. So, of course, you know, yeah, blah, yeah, for blah, sure. Blah. So it was the perfect timing for me to make a move to Montreal. I already yeah. had like 15 years experience mm -hmm. as a DJ, yeah. so I ended up catching Metropolis. But it was still, it was at the end of the mainstream era of yes, Metropolis. Yes. And at the same time, I got the O'Toole's in Brassard. Oh, my Which o had tools. the Tuesday night 25 cent chicken wings. <laughs> yes, man. But it was a student and more yeah, underground. Yeah. We could get away with playing more playing underground stuff, you know. So I would play more. I, I already started making a shift towards house music again um, uh, at Metropolis before we did Squeeze. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I, I, I already, you know, got that taste for the underground. So when they, they, they saw that, they said, okay, you might as well make the turn for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up uh, starting the evening squeeze at Metropolis. Wow. And you, uh, if I remember seeing it's over 2,500 people, if you take that then, the promotion, like, you know, now oh. we're on Facebook and all that stuff. Oh, no, no, no. It, it was a totally other game. Yes. Uh, but this was really well thought of, and it, it was made as a production, you okay. know. Uh, um, there, there must have been at least 50 people working at Squeeze each night. Wow. You know, like either doing animation or, or, or circus acts like full or bands in one little room that was like a hardcore band punk wow kind of and then in the savoy you had a more uh, acid jazz with trevor walker from ottawa yes uh, that, that used to do the at midnight uh, things at the Savio yeah. that were very popular so uh and then you had the main room uh metropolis which contained 2500 to wow. 3000 with all the spaces uh where uh, on that night, we had uh, Boy George for the opening as a show, and yeah. then Squeeze yeah. started, you know. And then we had uh, Marc Anthony, Luc Raymond, Christian Pronovo, uh, a few of the Toronto guys, Matsy, uh, Andy Roberts, uh, and then a couple of out-of-towner also. And then uh, Royal opened, which yes. was right next door. Right. So yeah. they took away just enough of the cool... Crowd. people cool crowd from squeeze to make it kind of die out mm -hmm. so it was there for a good year pretty strong Come in, and then we just pulled the plug uh, yeah we tried another concept but it was, was never again yeah, uh, yeah so after that um 
I went from bar to bar. You know, I played at Angels. I played at Cha Cha Club, China, uh, the Salvios, uh, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, then Playground Open, where Mark Anthony was the resident every yes. Saturday, who was my studio partner. Yeah. So uh, I actually got to play quite a bit at Playground as a as a guest, like on Sundays and uh, when wow. it was Sundays uh, was so yeah, good, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 and. One night, uh, we did this party with uh, Frank Family. I don't know if you remember yes. Frank. God rest his uh, yeah, soul. Yeah, man. Uh, my good friend Frank uh, did a night uh, called um, oh, Trip to the Moon. Okay? And that night, Angel Morris was invited for the first time in Montreal. That was the first time? He, oh, yeah. wow. Okay, man. so... And since Mark did every Saturdays, he said, okay, I'm going to open for Angel and you close. So I had the closing set, you know, and Angel at the peak time. Yeah. But when Angel uh, finished, I start and he really enjoyed what I was playing, uh -huh. you know. And following that, um, Groove Society opened right next door to Playground. Yes. And I was the, the first resident DJ of hired Groove. there on Saturday night. And every time Angel would come and play Playground on He'd Saturday. Come to Groove? Yeah, he would come to Groove <laughs> before and hang out with me. And we became really, really good friends. I loved his music since yeah, man. 92, 93. You know, Super I've been great. playing everything he's produced pretty much. And... Um, So, yeah, we became good friends. And in 96, we went to a um, uh, music conference, winter music conference yeah, in Miami. Miami. Yeah. And we tagged, we tagged together. We meet at the Def Mix party where uh, all the boys were playing, Frankie, David, yeah, uh, yeah. Satoshi, Hector. Fire. So we hang out with, with the Def Mix crew. And then we leave there to go to the beach. So we're talking, we're on the beach, and, and the ID for stereo, you know, Angel says, well, you know, I'm looking into building a sound system. I'm looking for a place to do it. I could do it in New York, but there's a lot of competition. And, it, you know, I say, oh, come and do it in Montreal, man. There's a really cool scene. There's a lot of, you know, there's a, well, there, a lot of opportunity. Like back then, like there was already like a lot of warehouse parties, raves. Uh, we already had a playground, sauna. So there, you know, there were a, a few after hours already. And since he really loved coming to Montreal, we had, you know, we were good friends mm -hmm. by then. It made sense. So and uh, uh, there was also another group of of friends that used to come to playground and all that that were around that were looking to do a, another another project yeah. as well. Um, Greg, uh, um, James Forbes, Carmel, Mike. Uh, Uh, Mike Cogan, uh, there was a, a bunch of yeah. guys, and uh, Navbinder from Bombay yeah, yeah, that yeah. I knew from Metropolis because they used to do they used to do the Liquid Nights on Fridays. Yes, I was a DJ tech on Fridays for their event, so we knew each other from back then too. So we just put all our heads together and found the space, the old Quartier Latin uh, Theater, yes, in the right. movie theater. And, we, oh, wow, what a perfect space. So this is going back 1998? That was like 96, uh, 97 when we found the space. And uh, we opened in uh, uh, the first weekend of October 1998. We were supposed to open in September, but we opened the weekend of black and blue. Wow. Yeah, it was intense. And now look at the transformation. So we're saying stereo back in 98. If you let the, the people know that are listening compared to stereo 2019... 
how what's what's the I mean, I know that it changed so many times, but for you, the experience of having been there day one to day now. But, uh, first of all, the sound system is totally not the same yeah, in the different. same ballpark. Uh, the original sound system Angel at design was fully analog. Yes. Uh, had four voice, so sub, bass, uh, mid, Tops. and high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then, uh, after five years, Angel left. David came in. Yes. And Shorty. Yeah, uh, by some sound by Shorty yeah. from New York, Greg Bernabo, came in and added two voices. So he added the 11 inch Tad yes. and um, replaced the bullets with slot tweeters and put the bullets all on the, uh, on the ceiling of the dance floor, kind of like at Sound Factory. Yes, yes, okay? yes. Uh, so that was six voice now. Wow. Uh, fast forward to when the last administration took it, Tommy uh, Piscardelli. Um, he went for a d different approach. It's a more uh, digital yep. in general. Even the amps they use are uh, German amps. They are super powerful yeah. transistor amps. There is no condenser. Yeah, there is yeah, no yeah. transfo. There, but it's a powerful amp, and it's more with today's technology yeah. and today's sound in music. Yeah, yeah. Like right. an analog sound system like Angel, I don't know if it would fare as good with today's music, music right. than what they've done with it. Uh -huh. You know, I would have done stuff differently, obviously, because I'm not the same person. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't have the same vision. But for what it is and the sound that stereo has today, because that too has evolved a yeah. lot. You yeah. know, today is a lot more uh, uh, in the progressive, tribal, mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Different sound, yeah. Yeah, different, more actual maybe, I guess. And, and crowd-wise, how do you feel like... But, you know, uh, now uh, if I go to stereo, I will know maybe five people in the room <laughs> besides the staff because right. a lot of the staff are still there from the, from the beginning, beginning yeah. you know? So, yeah, the, I still feel at home when I go, and they always welcome me with, with open arms. Yeah. Although I haven't played there in a little while, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, it's just a little, <laughs> a little, a little jab. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, you know, um, the, the ones that I do know that I would see there yeah. either don't go as often. Or are really... Out of the scene. Or no, not out of the scene, but uh, they look really uh, magané, we say in French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like... Uh, maybe it's better they should, that they're, yeah, they should stop. Yeah, maybe they should take a little break, you know. Yeah. But hey, uh, it's their life. Uh, who am I to judge? Uh, no, no, of the, course. Yeah, yeah. Know? To each his own. Yeah. And, and the rest, uh, by the crowd, you know, the only thing that, that differs from that back then is the type of drug. Yeah. In general, yep. that people uh, use, uh, whatever. Do you think the phone experience now, like that everybody's on their phone all the time, even though, you know, there's, everyone's like, get rid of your phones and just enjoy the party. Do you think that they're enjoying it in their own way, being able to take pictures and post videos? Or do you think it was still... That's, that's a tough question. Yeah. But personally, it... it, it pisses the hell out of me when I see people with the right look you're not here to film the DJ you're here to, a DJ is not something to be filmed it's something to be listened to mm -hmm. you know the experience in yeah. my uh, yeah of look, course maybe I'm a 
<laughs> I'm an old fart, but that's how I think, you know? Yeah, but what's important is that you always voice how However, you are. Whatever you do, as long as you don't impair anybody else's experience yes. around you. Yes, You I know, agree. don't be a dick. Right. Just don't be a dick. If you yeah. want to do it, do it, but do it. Discreet. You know, discreet, yeah. Don't fucking hold yeah. your phone. Yeah. You know, up the light. in the air, the light, people. Look, we know you're going to cherish that memory, yeah. but there's nothing like being there. Yeah. You know, like fully there. But in some cases, it's because they're so used to see it on that screen that if they don't have it in there, it's not real. Uh huh. You know? Yeah, which is why we're they going. They have to yeah. have a, a piece of it. So that they, they, the brain. They, so that they don't think that they dreamt, you know, they, they were there real for experience. real. Yeah, yeah. They, it's the only way to prove to their friends that they were there, you know. So, look, it's part of the experience now, but I cherish the places and I'd rather play at the places where they have a poster saying no, no cell phones. phone on the right. dance floor. Right. Like worst case, okay, if you like that stereo, there's a place where people go, there's a bar and chill. you can chill. Yeah. Take a video from there, I don't care. Yeah. But not on the dance yeah. floor. Yeah. Don't disturb. Uh, you know, the dance floor is sacred, is where people should be commuting, you know, with the DJ, with one another, uh, you know. Yeah, energy-wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Going with that, do you have one... You might have several, but one gig that really stuck out to you, either that you played or that you experienced that made you feel like you were on a another By, level. Uh, the one gig that I did a couple of a couple of times yeah. that always, always, always was amazing was the gay pride tea dance. Oh yes. On Barry. I oh, did it yes. at Parc Emile Gamelin. The first time I did it at Sky actually. Oh, that's the where terrace. it was? The, by, first time they booked me was for the that tea part, dance yeah. at Sky. There okay. was other stuff going on. Yeah. But, and I blew the fucking roof. <laughs> like, I swear people could not pass in front of Sky. The whole block was cramped. Yeah. Okay, and that was the, one of the best feelings ever. I remember playing Time Warp from uh, Eddie Grant oh, yeah. That's at, at the end of that gig, like uh, to finish off. That's the like things. emotional, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, uh, but after that, doing on Barry Street, where you have like 15, yeah. 20,000 people in front of you yeah. just losing yeah. their shit. Yeah. You know? So those were pretty incredible. Yeah. But I must say that my residency at Stereo Movema. Yeah. I had some, the people who came to Mouvement, the ones who followed me, really, yeah. they could tell in what mood I was according to what I was playing. Mm. That's how connected. Connected, yeah. yeah. So when you have a crowd that's connected like that to you, yes, you can take them on a journey. They will follow you anywhere. You get one night, you get there, you're pissed. Yeah, and, and you play country yeah. and drive. And they love it. They absorb it. They yeah. absorb your energy, you know. And some other nights, you're just more in a chill, a trippy vibe, yeah. and and then it's more of a, a journey. Yeah, mm. you know. Very. Cool. I believe in that. Nowadays, you know, you're lucky if you play two hours. Yes, the gig times are. Yeah, yeah. it's a different. Uh, Seventeen and a half hours was my record on uh, movement. <laughs> 
So, Only beaten by Danny Tanaglia yeah, and uh, David, yeah, uh, David and yeah. Uh, Junior. Yeah. Junior so on uh, to, to to help with the listeners and let's say the young DJ and stuff for a set like that. How do you <laughs> how do you prepare musically? <laughs> like back then was vinyl, right? Yes. So I meticulously picked about four crates of records, so about 400 records. Yeah. And then I had maybe three, four book of CDs full. Yeah. And I just went through uh, according to what I had in mind. Mm -hmm. But back then, you know, you didn't have to just play the, the, the newest stuff. The, you know, you could really bring people uh -huh. uh, into a journey if yes. you pick the right tracks, even if they're not exactly from the same era, you know. Uh, so that was fun for that. For sure. Especially the end of night where you can, if you want to keep your crowd, you go into the classics a little bit more, you and know. And it sparks the brain to yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. 17 and a half? 17 and a half was my Were longest. you tired after? No kidding. I, I <laughs> needed to take a major piss. <laughs> By, like, let's say for about 12, 13 of those, of those hours, we were full club. Yeah. Then we shut down because we needed to let go of the, the, the staff, staff and blah, blah. So yeah. we kept maybe 30 people. And then I played for another yeah, that's cool, four that's hours. Uh, till <laughs> I started at 1 a.m. And I finished at, fuck, man, at night somewhere. Yeah, like yeah. Late afternoon. It's weird, eh? The transition of music that long. And you're like, you have to go, man. Yeah. But uh, landing it like that with classic and then the the even now when i do a set where yeah. i finish the night my last song is always either a classic uh, uh you know sometime i'll play um, uh don't say good night tonight don't say it by the yes, wings peter yeah. Oh uh, yeah that would be Paul your McCartney last track and the yeah. wings yeah i i played that this is one of the type of tracks that i keep with me as End of Nighters. Yeah. It's yeah. that or uh, Par from Grace Jones. Yes. Par et surtout ne te retourne pas. It's like, okay, come on, leave people. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> it's time to go. Yeah, it's time yeah, to yeah. go. Exactly. But it's a nice way to leave. Like you said, you're landing the ship. This I've learned in my 40 years experience that any tension, you know, like sexual or, or combative yeah. uh, the people, drunk people at the end of the night when you stop too abruptly, yes, uh, yes. they get disturbed and that's how fights sometimes start yeah. or arguments yeah. and stuff. So by doing that, one last song that you bring the sound down to as it, as it goes. And so it, it lands everybody calmly and most of the time will dissipate any yeah problems, any problems that, you know, yeah. so better than finish it high, high and everybody's like no no we yeah. want one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't stop can't stop yeah, bring know? them down yeah. and let them go to another party if Whatever. they need yeah. but at least it, it it gives the security staff less of a headache of course yeah then if you stop it yeah. square yeah it's, it's vibration it square, right it's just yeah it's frequencies and yeah. if you, yeah for sure i agree with that 100 you know um Tell us about your career with Guy and the Cirque du Soleil and how did that all okay. come about? Uh, 1999, well, actually 1997. For two years, well, Guy, had been, uh, Guy Laliberté had been doing a little party at his house in Saint-Bruno on the Grand Prix weekend, mm. Formula One. Um, so the first 
first time was uh, either Micah Grunman or uh, Billy, uh, another one of my friends, yeah. who called up, hey, you have to come and play at that party. You have to come. I said, yeah, but I'm booked in L.A. that, that week, the first year. Yeah. Second week, I was either in Europe or, um, or in Toronto or yeah. whatever, you know, Atlanta maybe. So the third year they did the party, which was the 15 years of Cirque du Soleil in 99. Wow. Uh, I received a call in March. Okay, uh, we want to book you for that date. Oh, Reserve so you're the booked. Date. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's funny. I was booked officially. Yeah. So 1999, I did the first party, uh, the first Grand Prix par party for, yeah. uh, for Guy. And following that, I did every year, I did yeah. this party. Uh, and they started uh, offering me a premiere, okay. a world premiere of, of uh, Cirque du Soleil shows. Uh, I did my first one in London. It was Kidam in 2001. Um, and it was right in front of Battersea Power Station. Wow. The building that's done, yeah, uh, yeah. the Pink Floyd album, that's Animals. Amazing. Yeah, right in front of it. I have a picture somewhere. You see the chapiteau is tiny with the big uh, Battersea Power the Station in the back. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four yeah. chimneys. And so that was the first one. Then I did a whole bunch. And during that period, Guy separated from, from his then girlfriend, Rezia. Yeah. Uh, and since he was single and I was single, so started traveling with him and we became really good friends because Guy's a passionate about music yeah, since yeah. I've known him. Huge. I've known him for 20 years and that's where we connected. We liked a lot of the same things, yeah. disliked a lot of the yeah. same things. Yeah. So um, so I, I traveled with him a lot and I, I did a lot of parties for Cirque. So uh, at one point there was a, a, um, a desire at Cirque to create a record label and release artists like oh that's cool upcoming artists and was it a genre specific or no, was they, yes and no it had a little bit of flavors kind of like Cirque in it yeah. but uh, also a willingness to go into the electronica world yes. la Buddha bar yeah. uh, etc so uh, when they came to the 20 year uh, anniversary of Cirque they did a compilation of remixes. So they had Tiesto, uh, Quick Sound from mm -hmm. Montreal, which I contributed on this mix with Sam, uh, and a whole bunch of yeah. uh, Eric Copper, uh, wow. Kevin Yost, uh, Louis Vega, Frank, uh, uh, Francois Kevorkian. Uh, so a whole bunch of guys did remixes for that compilation. And I was kind of a um, consultant to the guy that was doing this compilation, which was Bruno Geis back then, who okay. used to handle that department at Cirque. Uh, in, after this came out in like 2004, was the 20th anniversary, uh, I was the first artist signed to do a compilation, mixed compilation on the label, and uh, the only one that actually got one out. Okay. Okay. So yeah. when when we did the compilation, I I met obviously with the people from Cirque du Soleil Music and all that, and on the other side with special events department that was kind of being created. I yeah. did quite a few uh, contract with them, like for the geese parties. It was always a big production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was stuff to Not do. Not just a house party. Yeah, exactly. Behind the scene and yeah. all that. So. Um, I got offered a job 
to come and take care of all the needs, the music needs mm -hmm. for the special event department and for the record label, since I had the connections with the electronic world, of course. okay, and all that. So I got hired to do as that. music director. That's amazing. After one year, uh, Guy up upgraded me to also uh, include a consultant uh, part, but with the new show. Okay, well, with, okay. So the new composer comes in. If he doesn't know Cirque, me, I have the connection with everybody in Cirque. Yes. So I take his hand, and if there's a problem, I, I know who to contact to get stuff done. Yeah. So I basically did that for 10 years. Then um, they split the company into groups. So uh, events became 45 degrees. Uh, there was the core, yeah, yeah. then the, the, the club and restaurant, then because in view of Guy selling. Yeah. You know? So uh, 2015, he sold. Yeah. So the last year, I did a couple of, uh, oh, yeah. In between, I got to produce also. Um, I have my name on about 20 Soleil product as That's a director and maybe uh, five as a co-producer and one as full producer. Wow. The last That's one. That's a great yeah, accomplishment. And, I, and it was a, um, a Broadway cast album for wow. the show we had on Broadway. That's cool, man. Man, I was at the Power Station studio in uh, New York. That's what I was going to say. Every it time was called Avatar, but it used to be Power, Power Station, Station, which re everybody recorded there. Barbara Streisand, right. Elton John, uh, uh, the crooners, everybody recorded in that studio. Wow. And I was in that studio recording a cast album for a Broadway show. Imagine. Wow. Did you, ever, took did you ever think? That you would be in that studio doing that? But I had been in that studio for one as a music yeah. director. Yeah. But given the opportunity to do this, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. Incre but it was, it was tough. I had to record 18 cues in one day. 18, yeah, yeah. three times, three takes each. Yeah, that's a lot, man. And with the union, I cannot have the singer more than eight hours. Oh yeah, right. So I had to plan exactly how I did the, the session so that it would match. Yeah. So we did it, and uh, the next day we did a few backup singer thing. Then I left with the the recordings and came to my studio at Cirque and finished the producing there. Yeah, yeah. But that was my last one, uh, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Or, or 16, summer of 2016. Yeah. And then I started seeing a lot of uh, Saint Denis. Hmm. So what? Who but, and uh, what is Saint Denis? Uh, they abolished my post at Cirque uh, in August 2016. Yeah. So okay, I, I took a little break, a couple of months. Then I said, okay, now I have time. I'm starting a label. Okay. With no pretension, just to release Fun. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't want to make it a, a big thing. But um, by that time, uh, I, I got back in touch with uh, Steve, DJ Steve Aries, yeah. which used to be my roommate uh, in the years that we did Jinxie and Stereo, yeah. it was like 98, 99. Yeah. And um, we got back in touch and we decided, oh, fuck, let's 
let's just produce a couple of tracks together. I'll put them out on the label and yeah. you see. So we did the first EP, Saint Denis EP, with uh, two tracks, Go Ahead and 4283. Yeah. which was the address on Saint-Denis <laughs> where we where used to live. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know, it was nothing too serious, but it's a cool little EP. And uh, now, uh, for fast forward to today, we are working on uh, a full album wow. of Saint-Denis. Very cool. We have uh, about 20, 22 tracks to choose from that are at different level of uh, yeah, finishness. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we have like 10, 12 that are pretty solid. So that's what I'm concentrating on and um, hoping to uh, have this... I, I hope before to have it released yep. for the time I'm doing my gig at uh, the PY1 yeah. uh, in September, on September 6th. But uh, I'm going to be satisfied if I have at least the tracks to play them, yes, and then to offer it as a, a, uh, a first exclusive. exclusive first play of the, the whole album for PY1. And do you guys produce and DJ or is it only but that's what we do when we DJ together we DJ under Saint Denis okay very cool you know we did a little residency at Velvet uh, last uh, fall yeah lasted three four months uh, but then uh, in January they closed uh, they normally close on the yeah. first two weeks and they were supposed to uh, make renovations and blah 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 and instead it just got sidetracked yeah yeah we just it's the name of the, the game yeah 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 it's the name of the game exactly uh, so, uh, yeah, when, whenever we do a gig together, we do Saint-Denis Saint and back-to-back. -back, you know? And when you produce at Saint-Denis. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that's cool. together. That's fun. So, Saint-Denis. But I also release other stuff on the label. Like, as your uh, own. Uh, as my own or uh, like one that I released uh, this past May. Uh, it's called My Heart, My Kiss. It's a, a good friend, Bruno uh, Fardel, who used to be the night manager at Stereo. Wow. During the time I was there, sent me the, a whole bunch of tracks that he'd produced. Yeah. You know, uh, he lives in uh, Tahiti now. He's like, he's in paradise. <laughs> wow. So he sent me these tracks. I said, oh, I like this one. Send me the, the parts, the stems, yeah. you know. I'll make a, rim, a mix and I'll release it on my label. Of course. So I did that. And since he used uh, some samples from uh, Loopmaster, yeah. which is a website where you can actually buy samples yeah. and release yeah. them free of rights after so i just went and bought the pack and there was a little bit more vocal than what he used so i added some of more course. vocals on yeah. my version and i released it in may very nice yeah and now the next thing well i might have a little ep in august uh that with music that sounds a little bit like burning man so i'd like to get it out there in august timing, so yeah People can get it for yes, for Burning cool. Man, and then uh, somewhere in the fall release the the Saint Denis album. Yeah, but have it ready so we can play it on uh, September sixth. Very cool. Um, just to add to how we always end our uh, our interviews, we do uh, rapid fire questions. So super easy, just whatever comes to mind. Um, pizza or pasta? Pasta. Okay. Uh, your favorite resto in Montreal? Or one of? Tri-Express. Okay. Uh, analog or digital? Analog. Uh, PC or Mac? Both. And uh, what's your favorite uh, alcoholic beverage? I don't drink. If you Have you ever? Yeah, or I did. Were you more a beer guy or a wine guy? I, um, what I will have is a beer once in a while. Yep. I like wine as well. I like sake. Yes. Uh, I like Grand Marnier. 
but uh, uh, for health reason, I have to stop. That's so. okay. <laughs> but I do have a little indulge uh, yes. once in a while. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah. So you were saying quickly what's coming up. So you have PY1 in September? Yeah, PY1. I did PY1, which is the pyramid uh, in Old Montreal yeah. that Lune Rouge created. Um, I did the opening set for Guy Liberté on the first weekend of operation, actually, yeah. after the o official opening, yeah. uh, on the Friday, the June 7th. And uh, since I was were playing for his thematic, which is I Wonder, and the sound that Guy plays is like a tech house, but world influence and right. often uh, Arabic and shamanic, yeah. kind of like Burning Man, desert, yeah, yeah. desert heart. That's the vibe I feel he likes, yeah, too. You know? yeah. So and at the other uh, on the other side, I was doing opening set. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I was not gonna bang it and leave him there. No, no, I'd rather respect the whole thing of and course. just create for the people that were there. Yeah, create a nice, interesting yeah. building journey towards you know towards climax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I wanted to leave him room, and I know he plays in between uh, 118 and 123 BPM. Yeah, yeah. So I started at 105. Nice. And when gave him at 120. And there I knew there was a break because he always does a, an opening yes. because there's an opening on like his night when he starts there's a little show yeah, that really has cool. everything uh, synchronized. So I was okay to go up to 120, and then he can start at 118 of course, again yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. rebuild it, you know. And so you're doing your night. I actually produced 12 tracks for that set. Oh, wow. Like either I, I have uh, two or three originals, uh, a couple of remixes, and a bunch of edits. And if you want to uh, listen to it, yeah. you can catch it on my SoundCloud. DJ Alain Vinet, yeah. and it's uh, it should be the one on top. Yeah, uh, it's also on the PY One Nights SoundCloud, but cool. I I shared it on mine. If you yeah. want to listen to it, it's a two-hour really trippy, uh, shamanic, spiritual, yeah, electro, yeah. Uh, and smoke, and smoke a J some, and go. There's some really key uh, key tracks in there. Like I played a blondish track because she was playing the next day. Yes. I played a Paso Doble track because he's playing uh, in soon, July yeah, yeah. soon. Uh, a couple of yeah. like that. I played a Trevor and Rise Ashen track. It's kind of like a native uh, Indian uh, uh, vibe yeah, to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, it was very going around the world through kind of spiritual chants and, yes. and music, and but still keeping that electro uh, drive, yeah. you know. Uh, so it was really interesting. I spent like a... a a month just preparing Clipping. for that gig. That's very so cool. now on, on uh, September 6th, uh, I'm doing the them thematic Candy World. So to me, Candy World is giving candy. Yeah, so of course. there's going to be a lot of surprises, okay, a nice. lot of stuff that we know, but never heard like this. Yes, yes. You know? So, so you need to check that out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to have September fun with 6th. it. September 6th. September 6th. And uh, the schedule should be, there's uh, opening DJ, Lady Cam. Yep. Uh, uh, Marie-Ève Morin, she's uh, part of Caméléon, which is an organism that, that uh, makes sure people are safe in, in parties. Oh, they work cool. at PY1. Yeah, yeah. So they're the ones making sure that everybody parties safe, uh, you know. And she's a doctor as well. That oh, girl's wow. she's a brain. Yeah. And she's a DJ too. It's so. amazing. So she's doing the first uh, first hour. Then Steve's going to play one hour. 
Then we're going to play at Saint-Denis. So that's where we're going to introduce the, the album, album at midnight. Nice. And uh, after that, I'll play uh, on my own from one to three, to the close closing of the night. Very uh, nice. Yeah. And I have quite a few surprises for people. <laughs> okay. Very cool. <laughs> I'm getting ready for that one too. Yeah. So definitely going to see you on the dance floor for that. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you for your time, man. I know my you're pleasure, busy. Johnny. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you thinking about me. Yeah, for sure. It's all about passion and love. Mm. And if we don't yeah, have that sure. then what do we have yeah exactly you know? we have music at least <laughs> maybe not money but music exactly <laughs> thank you ciao